Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Welcome back, Faithful Cradio listeners, and you are here for another exciting episode of Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. And with you along the way and along the journey is your faithful host, Jeremy Ambrose. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me onto the show. <laughs> and at your service, myself, Javina Graham. Bishop, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Now, tradition is a word we hear a lot in the church and, and even out of the church, but more so in the church. I'd like to ask you, just how important is tradition in the Catholic faith? Yes, tradition is something we we probably um, don't stop and think a great deal about. We probably think, yes, as as Catholics, we have a lot of traditions, a lot of uh, history um, behind us, and therefore, you know, we see in the liturgy, we see in uh, practices, in customs we have, we see a lot of Tradition. So we, we're probably, as Catholics, while we don't stop and think about the question of the place of tradition in a Catholic faith, it would be true to say that we as Catholics are aware of the fact that we, we do have a rich store of traditions that really make up our identity and our way of life as, as Catholics. It, it's worth, I think, just being aware of something which is very distinguishing about, Christ, about um, Catholicism in relation to, uh, to Protestantism. And that simply is that the Church says that our faith is formed from Scripture and tradition. And so it's not just Scripture alone. And so the Protestant churches, as a general rule, particularly those that are more strongly evangelical, will, will not tend to have much uh, appreciation of or not recognize any value really in tradition they will tend to say no everything is based around the scriptures which means that they tend just always to to focus on what the word is saying to us today now they do in fact have a lot of traditions but basically they would not see the importance of tradition in the way that we would see Tradition is important. I often think it's very important uh, in relation to the question of tradition to be able to say that when Christ established the church, he said, he said, you are Peter and on this rock I'll build my church. He, he established the church, which he said would be protected from error. The Holy Spirit would guide it. It would be faithful to, to the work of God in, in, in the world. And, and so there is a sense that the church is a living reality guided and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Out of the church came the scriptures. But we would say the scriptures are normative for us in terms of, of them being a true expression to the faith and a source of inspiration for us. But as Catholics, we would hold the both. We would hold the place of scripture and the place of tradition. And tradition, we would say, isn't just curiosities that have developed over time. We would say, no, in the tradition, there is the living faith that's being 
preserved and handed on down through, down through the centuries. I think this idea of tradition is an important issue to consider today. We're living in a very interesting, unusual sort of time in terms of the thought processes that are being promoted in our society, largely through the idea of the, the current approach to things is often described as postmodernism. And part of what postmodernism does is it uh, focuses very much on the individual as sort of the beginning and end of things in their own right. It raises questions of a, a general approach of scepticism or doubt about things in the past. It will tend to want to create the present, create uh, things from what we immediately experience and know and, and kind of come to terms with. Um, one way of describing postmodernism is to say it promotes the sovereign, autonomous individual. In other words, people don't tend to see any value or place for tradition and tend, those who have taken on a postmodern mentality, tend to dismiss tradition as having any worth or value. It belongs to the past and uh, it doesn't have much to say to us today. So a, a church like the Catholic Church that recognises the value of tradition really um, has a very different approach to things than we often find in society today. So I think it's probably worth thinking a little bit more about what tradition is, what its place is, and what its contribution is to the living of our Catholic faith today. So Bishop Julian, if that's the case, are Catholics traditionalists? Do we just live in the past? That, that's a way that uh, some people interpret the notion of, of tradition, to say that if you talk a lot about tradition, you must be a traditionalist, you must be a conservative, you must be somebody who just relies upon the past and uh, to a certain extent, you can be regressive in the sense you go back to the past and say, I want to cling on to uh, what has happened before because that's, that's reliable, that's been tested, that's been something which is, uh, has been authenticated through, um, through people embracing it. And, and this tendency then to say, well, a traditionalist is a person who closes off their mind to the present and to the future. A traditionalist is one who's not, um, not open to possibilities and, and so on. Now, the first thing I would say is Catholics appreciate and see the importance of tradition, but I would not say Catholics are therefore traditionalists. Probably the way I would prefer to describe it is to say myself as a Catholic, I want to live within the tradition, I want, I'm part of the tradition, I'm contributing to the tradition. And probably the important thing to say is tradition is a living reality. A tradition is always uh, creating and, and, and growing and developing because tradition will live within its own particular time and circumstances, the cultural influences and so on. It will stand both preserving things of the past but also a, a true tradition will engage with the present, not, uh, not retreat from the challenges of the present. So I would say to talk about the tradition and say, I think the tradition is very, very important to me as, as a Catholic. I'm not saying I'm a traditionalist in that sense, in that narrow sense of, of not wanting to uh, face the present or uh, 
engage with the issues of the moment. But I think I'm enriched in living in the present because I can draw on the riches of the past. Alrighty. Well, if that's the case, would it be fair to say that anything we call tradition is equal to one another? Are some traditions more weighty than others or more enduring than others? Or is it kind of anything that's labelled tradition stands? Mm. I, I think uh, we've, we've, we've got to see that when we talk about, in, in the Catholic circles, when we talk about tradition, we're saying there is a tradition of the Catholic faith and, and that there are certain elements in that tradition which are unchanging and won't change. Um, and, and so as a Catholic, I would say there are dimensions to, to the Catholic tradition that I would, um, I would see as enduring and I would want to continue to live. You know, there are many, many examples, but one we could take, for instance, the tradition has a clear understanding about the nature of the human person. Uh, and, and, and so we would see this as a great strength at the present moment to, for us as Catholics to be able to draw on our traditional understanding of the human person, the nature of human life, uh, the, the particularly to look at the whole question of um, the, the various aspects to the human person in terms of the spiritual dimension as well as the physical and, and so on. And there are many, many others uh, that, that make up the tradition to say, we would say, as a Catholic, there are certain things that, that come to us in and through the tradition. And here, when we talk about the tradition, we can find it expressed in some of the great writings, in some of the, the teachings of the saints, in, in terms of the, the church's reflection on various issues over the centuries. And so as a Catholic today, I mean, we have the enormous uh, advantage of saying we don't just have to face the issues of the moment um, starting afresh and trying to make our way through the various challenges that may confront us in life. We can draw on a richness and, and there is a thread. There, is a, there are themes and, and, um, and understandings of things that have come down to us and often been clarified and, and developed through the tradition that we're able to draw on. Now, there are other things that can change. So we don't say that every single thing connected with the tradition is absolutely and, and completely unchangeable. There are things that change, and, and, and tradition is a living reality. And so there are, there are practices, there are customs, there are ways in which we went about being Catholic um, in times past that we would not see as quite appropriate today. So we do things slightly differently. One way of describing it is to say that in the tradition there is the, the, the capital T tradition, tradition with a capital T, and so that's unchanging. That's, that's the, the essence of what the tradition is. The small t tradition are the traditions, the practices uh, that we may have at different times. You know, Catholics always used to um, not eat meat on Friday. You know, that was a, a tradition. Now the church changed that, that particular tradition um, we're still free to, to of course maintain it but it's no longer a defining tradition in Catholicism so we will make those distinctions between those things that are the solid tradition that has come down to us over the centuries and is the product of the living reality of the church over the centuries and the reflection uh, of the church of individuals within the church about the nature of being a Christian
that is an enormous source of um, inspiration and encouragement and clarity for us as Catholics. There are other things which are the small T traditions which can change and we don't we don't have to cling on to everything from the past as though it can't possibly change, otherwise we'll be threatened about in terms of our identity. Hmm. If anyone is confused, if a Catholic is confused about whether something is a big T or a small T tradition, how would you advise that we discern which of these it is? That is a very interesting question about how do we determine what is capital T tradition and what is small T tradition? <laughs> and um, sometimes... For instance, somebody may come up with a, an innovation, say, some new idea, some new approach, and so on. Now, it may not be immediately evident whether that is faithful to the tradition or belongs to the capital T tradition or not. And normally, it's not that you come out with an immediate definitive uh, response to say, no, that's not part of the tradition or that is in line with the tradition. Normally it's a case of a thing staying around for a while and then often it's a case that, that after a while people receive it into their Catholic life as authentic. And we see some of the, the great devotional practices like devotion to Sacred Heart or, or yes. devotions to Mary. Somehow Catholics are always drawn to these things almost naturally because they say, yes, this is, this is authentically an expression of the Catholic faith. Something else may come along. It may look attractive, may engage people for a while, but often you find after a while people drift away from it. It's, something's not quite there. It's not quite with the tradition. It's, it's a kind of curious thing. Um, and we're not talking about doctrinal matters here. We're talking about attitudes to things, mm -hmm. devotions, uh, practices, and so on. But over time, um, and we see this, if I could take an example, with the, the liturgy. You know, we were talking about the liturgy. After the Second Vatican Council, there was a lot of enthusiasm for a lot of things in liturgy, a lot of lot of ways. Say, say in terms of music, there was a, a, a movement towards uh, contemporary music, there was a movement towards um, using various musical instruments other than the, the organ and, and so on. Now, there's nothing wrong with them, but over time, a lot of them have fallen away. And, and maybe it will be in another 50 years that people will say that some of the things that, that happened in our time they weren't quite of the Catholic tradition and, and they don't, they, they haven't endured because they haven't quite captured the mm. tradition. Yes, yes. Whereas you find other things that have, there are certain Catholic practices, certain hymns, that somehow a hymn of the, the 16th century, the hymn of the 9th century, we sing it, we just love it. And we just, it's not just that uh, it's a nice song to sing, but somehow it's capturing and expressing something which is authentically Catholic. And, and they've endured because there's been this sense that now this is a true reflection of the Catholic tradition. So it's a very interesting process. It's a, it's, it's a dynamic living reality, the tradition. 
but there are things that are at the heart. So the tradition's not a just a loose meandering through history. It actually has a has an essential content, a essential understanding of the faith, of, of authentic uh, spirituality, of the nature of human life, a whole lot of things um, that are of the tradition. We say the same thing about art. You know, a piece of art. It may not be exactly to our taste, but we we can see in that piece of art it says something that is authentically Catholic. So. It's a very interesting subject, uh, this question of tradition. I, I think at the present moment, it's very much an issue that is in the forefront of the church as it, as it seeks to live within an age that is abandoning tradition, that is wanting to, to, to try to form its own future, not relying so much on the wisdom of the past, or seeing the wisdom of the past not having much to contribute, much to offer. As Catholics, we would say, no, no, we... we we live within a dynamic living tradition and we find that, that gives us so much insight, so much wisdom and so much inspiration to the way we, we live today. Well, thank you for this very meaningful exploration of what it means to be a church that, with tradition and what it means to be a people that live in, in the fruit of tradition and in the tradition of tradition. <laughs> and we thank you, dear listeners, and we hope that this radio show becomes a dynamic <laughs> tradition for your own lives too. <laughs> Jeremy, just a little um, question from the liturgy, a little did you know, if, if you like. Um, as, you, as you're aware, in the, the Mass, one of the things that we, uh, we did, and something that came in with the Second Vatican Council was that we invited to offer each other a sign of peace. And my little question, do you know why um, that has been introduced and, um, and, and what its origins are? Is it so that people would have smiles on their faces? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, there's a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, what is interesting is that um, the sign of peace is celebrated in, in our masses uh, just before we receive Holy Communion. And uh, it's a very sacred moment in the mass. And some people have felt it's um, a time that can distract us a little bit. We've had the Eucharistic prayer mm -hmm. and then we've said the Our Father uh, and then we've had a prayer asking for peace and then we're invited to offer each other a sign of peace just before we then proceed to receive Holy Communion. And uh, I think there's a, a case to, to, for people to say uh, that maybe that's not the best place to have it. It's introduced partly because of, um, you might recall, in the teaching of the Lord, he said, if you have something against your brother, mm -hmm. go and be reconciled with your brother first and then bring your gift to the altar. So. In a way, it's connected with the fact that we want to be in, in union, at peace, everybody around us, before we approach to receive Holy Communion. However, there is a tradition in, in other, um, uh, in other churches, other um, Catholic churches, that the sign of peace is offered at the time of the offertory. 
because that's the time the gifts are brought to the altar. And so that Jesus said, if you're bringing your gifts to the altar and there remember that, you, you, that your brother has something against you, leave your gifts, be reconciled with your brother first and then bring your gifts to the altar. So there's, there's an argument uh, and, and it's, uh, it is considered that that is the other time during the liturgy where we could give each other the sign of peace. And there could be some um, value in that change because some people do feel that it breaks the, the sense of focus on the presence of the Lord and on preparing to receive Holy Communion. But the, the church has um, brought that in at that time. But uh, there is another tradition to say, to have it at the time, what we would say is of the offertory. Uh -huh. Well, whatever happens in the future, just let me know, Bishop Julian, and I'll make sure I do the right thing. Thanks once again, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Q&A with Bishop Julian. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. For more episodes, visit radio.org.au.